Welcome to the Grace World Podcast. I'm Dan Hewitt. And I'm Becky, his wife. This is episode 100. I don't know. You don't have a song there. Making up a song. Sorry, I was trying to wing it. Yeah, and that didn't work. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Hey, this is our 100th episode. It's glad that a lot of you have been along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent some time this week going through the, uh, the past, the analytics there at Spotify to see what's happening and looking at some stats, looking at some stats. We won't do, you know how TV shows do their hundredth episode and they just do cuts from various episodes. Some people like that, but Dan I, does not. I usually don't, but <laughs> you know, we will not be doing, we that. won't be doing cuts from various episodes. <laughs> So we could have our best However, cranky moments or something or where we have brilliance, moments? brilliance and wisdom spews forth. Something How many movies age. have we actually? How many movies? What's uh, our number one movie that we have referred to? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Probably Bat- Galaxy Quest or Better Off Dead. Yeah. I don't know. I would guess one of those probably. Which you should go watch both of those mm-hmm. immediately after you watch this. Listen. <laughs> so... You know what? We've gone through, so we've got our 100th episode. We have been going for just over two years and what, two months? Mm -hmm. And we've had about almost 3,000 listens to our episodes. Mm -hmm. So apparently- Thanks, you guys. We appreciate that. And we hope that's making a difference or at least giving you a little joy spot in your life where you can say, hey, this is fun. I got something out of it or it was just nice to touch- touch or connect or something like that mm-hmm. touch so base. Mm-hmm. yeah so i wanted to just uh, real quick we looked at a couple of our which ones were our biggest ones uh, dan's an engineer he i likes, gotta look at my statistics data. data we're looking at the plot here of the most we had in a, part of this will go to what did what are the different things that we talk about and you know, when me and Becky talk about what we talk about, we usually say, hey, we say that all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Variations so, on a theme. Right. So, which is true to some degree. Um, so we talked about, let's see, we had our, obviously our first episode is our biggest because that's what everybody jumps into first. And that was just a who we are. Uh, we had things on balances for robots. Becky, that's balance is Becky's favorite word. Not. Not. She, <laughs> we talked about conversations on law and grace, uh, new year, new you. We talked, so there's some identity stuff there. Uh, we talked to one big one was the obsession with sin. Why do people focus on that so much? Mm-hmm. Um, being a transformer. Ooh. I, don't, I think you said this, but these are some of the top, the ones Those that got listened the to the most. Yep. That's what we're, that's what we're reviewing yeah what should church look like listening to god all these things airing the dirty laundry which is getting real with what you know that, that i think that was actually a, an interesting one because often you get the unvarnished or you get the varnished truth about people's lives mm-hmm. and families and history and sometimes you got to go through and say well you know there's some hard stuff there because the reality is life is a collection of high moments and low moments and good things and bad things. And they all go in to be a part of who we are 
and they they all affect our character um our maturity our attitudes our understanding all these different filters for sure for sure i mean there's a reason that we are grace world because there are things in our past that we're we're less than grace yeah that we both received judgment from people and gave judgment to people and and kind of got you know wrapped around the axle about things and so grace to us is very important mm-hmm. you know dance both of our families come from the heavy theology of grace so yeah in fact so to yeah. know to mm-hmm. understand you know anytime somebody has a this is my passion i'm always curious why why is that their passion what is the background yeah. in their life or the which is where we're going to head today what's mm-hmm. in their heart that causes them to be passionate about that thing because that tells you about that person not in a that's good or that's bad way but just that is what it is that, that makes that person go this was part of my experience and so now I am passionate about that and and you get to know them a little bit better and understand yeah. that from their perspective grace from our perspective or right social agendas from somebody's perspective or uh, Christianity or whatever you know from somebody's perspective mm-hmm. it's that because they have experience in that uh, whatever that situation is and came out of it or going going through it with a certain filter and uh, it it gives opportunity to give uh, a different look at, at how anything, any characteristic is or, or a person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, I think about what we've gone through in the last two years in terms of life issues, theology, where we've been going, uh, all sorts of different things. And I can say that there's a lot of things that we've changed. And a lot of it isn't just oh, I was terrible and now I got fixed. A lot of it is just you learn to love better, more deeply, more freely, um, how to really accept other people and communicate with other people. I know when I was young, you know, kind of theology and differentiation was important. You know, well, this is why we believe what we believe. And I, I still think it's important to know those things. I don't ever want to denigrate that. But I always want to remember now, and I'm getting this more and more, is I need to respect the people who have different positions. I don't necessarily have to respect their positions, but I need to respect that they aren't stupid, that they're not falling away from God, that they're not dumb, that they're not evil people, and so forth, and that people can come to different conclusions about a lot of things and that's okay. And the important things is, what are you doing and how are you growing um, in your own life? And it's easy to kind of want to, you know, in fact, I'll put it another way. I think sometimes we want to justify our theology to other people and make sure their agreement because that makes us comfortable about what we believe. Sure, it validates what you Yeah, you want to be validated. And it's like, you know what? you're not going to get validated a lot in life. So get used to it and learn to just love people that are different. Learn to find your validation from where it really does need to come from, which is God in yourself and God in you, you knowing, you knowing in yourself. 
you have to be faithful to God and who he says you are, mm-hmm. not to any one set of doctrines. And again, no doctrines because theology and doctrines no, are the truth. K-N-O. Yeah, K. Yeah, I mean, you want to... W. You want to be growing at the point where you have an understanding of why you believe what you believe and why it's important, because that's just part of the framework of understanding life. So there's a delicate dance there of saying, don't hold too tightly on your theology, but you probably should be building and understanding a clearer theology as you grow. Mm-hmm. Just don't hold on to it too tightly because it might change a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great place to be. And uh, I think over the last couple of years we have grown. I think we've learned to uh, see that there's other groups that have a lot to offer. Um, You know, even people that are significantly different in their theology and stuff. I know we've been listening to guys like John Crowder and stuff because we're, you know, we come from a conservative Protestant background, usually Baptist or independent fundamental or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've seen interesting things revealed from greek orthodox church from the original orthodox church from some catholic speakers and some you know so we've had people who have spoken in and it doesn't necessarily mean that we're saying oh let's take everything of what they're saying but it means there are people there that have voices that are valuable that are godly wonderful people you think that might have something to say (laughs) and i think what had and i know it's a scary place right it's like if you recommend some author and he has some wacky views but man is he good in one area there's that little nervousness of saying well i'm not believing everything he says but this was good (laughs) you know that's just kind of a an uncomfortable thing sometimes of saying you know what it's okay to take a nugget from a person who may not have a lot of other stuff good to share, but take that nugget. (laughs) And this would be the theme, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, which we have talked about ad nauseum. Yes. (laughs) Babies in bathwaters. Pendulum swinging, blah, blah, blah. Yes. All of these things. So lead that into what you, what you are calling the theme of today. So today, I guess what we really want to talk about is as we had all these different things and we have stuff that we, each both Becky and I like to float around on and I think we're a little bit different in what kind of becomes central or the most desirable but the real question today is what's the one thing that you really want to talk about or that really it doesn't have to be verbalized always but what's the key thing that really is in your heart that if you said man I want to talk about this one thing what would it be should I let you go first? Well, I, I'm i going to question you a couple, a little bit. Like, are you talking about um, this is something that it, you call, you know, it's, it's your true self. It's the thing that's in you that's kind of the plumb line that you always come back to this. Yeah. When you are analyzing something or mm-hmm. you're mostly yourself, analyzing yourself, like what's your main <clears throat> filter, basically? What's the main thing that drives you and says, I know that if I'm focusing on this thing, Mm -hmm. it will lead me to truth. It will lead me to goodness. It will lead me to God. It will lead me to, you know, what is holy and sacred and and valuable in life. I'm just expanding a little bit. Is that what you're saying? I think so. Well, okay. So go for it. You want me to go first? Well, it is your idea. So you probably have more ideas than I do. I mean, 
obviously we've talked about it a little bit, but I'll, I'll let you talk and then I'll. I have more ideas than you I have. So. Into a, under, uh, it's harder for me because I, I'm an Enneagram nine, if you know what that is. And I see all. Everybody's things. good. I see You're all, all right. ideas and all. Uh, They're all exactly and, equally. And, and, They're good. Yeah. Good. It's hard for me to pick one thing. So you go for it, babe, because it's not hard for you. Well, I actually have a couple of dots that I have to connect, which probably gets me to what's really, really the most important. Um, I know even from years ago with my kids, we did some Bible study when we were, we actually did home church for a couple of years, I think it was. And one of the themes we always came back to was we called it IVP, Identity, Vision, and Purpose. Or is it IPV? IPV. Got to get it in the right order. Identity, purpose, and vision. Vision was the third one. Yeah. And the idea there is when you understand your identity, then you'll start to understand your purpose. As you start to walk in your purpose, God gives you vision for how to use that. But I like all those. And as good as that is, I always have to go to, I won't know my identity until I know who God really is. And I think that's the thing that I keep coming back to more and more is the fundamental that God is good because so much of what, and not just God is good, God is good and he actually wants to be with us. He has a heart desire for reconciliation and being with us. And that, once we grasp that, just blows all the legalistic ideas out of the water. They just start melting away um, because all the things about punitive nature of God, how he's angry, how he's ticked off, how he wants to do very, you know, I'm separate from God and all these things, they all eventually you realize that's a bunch of hooey. God is good. And God desires us. It doesn't mean life is not hard. doesn't mean there isn't ever any kind of punishment for anything or we don't ever have consequences. But God is not up there with a big stick looking to whack us whenever we step out of line. Instead, it's God is there going, come to me, be with me. I mean, look at all these things like the parable of the, the, the uh, son, the prodigal son. Sorry, I had the wrong P word. The <laughs> prodigal son. You know, the father's just sitting there waiting, going, hurry up, come home. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. And he comes home all ashamed of, you know, what a loser he was. And he, the father's just like, yeah, I'm not having it. Let's go have a party. That's God. That's what that parable is about, is about God. And you look at the, you know, widow that had 90, 100 coins and lost one and how desperately she looked for it. The lost sheep and how desperately they look for it. God is about finding the lost person, bringing rest, reconciliation and bringing love into the lives of people. And we have so much damage, which is God is demanding and trying to make us be good, that we have to be good enough to come to him. And that's just so, so, so destructive and evil. So I think that's probably my biggest thing is just the recognition of the goodness of God. Kind of have in my head that little song by Jen Johnson. I will sing of the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. All my life you have been faithful. There, I can't sing it. So that's that's all you're getting. You just did. There. 
you changed though what you were going to say mm-hmm. so now i'm in psych <laughs> you have more than one thing <laughs> well no i had to work Earlier, from the three and i had to you say said it was identity really, but you you know i said there's, there's something further. you can't really no, get i mean to, earlier yeah. before this yeah. conversation when we were talking about this last night because you can't get to the identity if you don't know who got and that's kind of what I, my point was is i think identity is critical but i can't find my true identity if i don't know who god is because my identity will always be in limbo. Mm-hmm. Now, I think most people's problems in their lives is because they don't know who they are. And usually it's because they have a false understanding of God and what's happened and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've got always I kind of it's identity, identity, identity is what I always talk about. But it's like you can't really get to identity without really knowing God. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. So that's your when you're having conversations with people or yourself or when you're reading the Bible and you're you're listening to the Holy Spirit or you're in a situation and you want goodness to be in that situation. That's your that's your main go to filter, right? And I also find that like when I was teaching it in the prison and stuff, that's the stuff when you can connect that to people that you see transformation and real change in people's lives when they start to understand that God really is good and that they have real value, mm-hmm. that they have a real identity mm-hmm. other than your scum. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Why, thank you. <laughs> You're much too kind. <laughs> so now that I tricked you with my... <laughs> telling you one thing so that I'd throw you off. Well, I just think it's kind of funny. And then I'd sneak in a, no, actually. <laughs> what is the one thing, Will? That's well, my, a little bit of a, so you're it's allowed a very to have, broad, big thing, and sometimes it might change. Well, it's kind but of a, really. here's a I bunch mean, of ideas, but they all root yeah. and fundamentally have to come back to this yeah, yeah. one thing. All right, so there you go. So I'm allowed to talk around it a little bit to get there. Sure. So... Tell me what you think. Uh, what my thing is? What's your thing? What do you, what what's your deal your already? What's my deal? What's your deal? I have had an interesting past 24 hours, uh, which I think has given me a little perspective. Mm. Um, we are so, so just some life stuff. We're getting new carpeting in our bedroom and our uh, part of our bathroom in our closet. And, Why are we um, getting new carpet already? <laughs> it's only been 17 it's years. 17 years old and it has not been cared for properly and it has been used and abused, let there's me tell a, you. There is a trail blazed yes, in the carpet. Yes, it's really... Um, it's kind of like a deer trail. You just know <laughs> where the traffic of. goes. <laughs> right. It's, it's the guiding light to get you to the toilet. No, um, it's... Anyway, we're getting that done and so it's caused us to go through and you know clean up my our main closet and and do some reorganizing whatever so in that process i found a which those of you who are are my siblings that are listening to and mom um i found the old basic youth what is it called oh basic youth conflict institute by bill goddard gothard Gothard. Yeah, Gothard. yeah, yeah. So the I Gothard found the seminars. workbook that I had stuck mm-hmm. up in my closet, which I think actually my mom gave me not too long ago. But anyway, I just kind of peruse it. And then I had some journals up there mm. in my closet that I haven't looked at in years and years and years. Anyway, I was going, I just pulled them down, dusted them off, 
just briefly like flipped through them just to be sure is this something I want to save because I am not a saver I am definitely a thrower away or Dan and I are different in that way I'm I uh so I'm trying to get better at going is this something that I would like to read later you know these journals that I'm looking at and and just in so I think I was 13 when we went through the basic youth um, seminar in our church and um, if you know anything about that it's it's a it, it had a lot of guiding principles for youth and others about what, the, the, Bible, youths. what the Bible says about identity and stuff mm-hmm. like that from a very conservative evangelical point of view but but I was just like I said just kind of briefly looking through it and caught on a few sentences that I had written notes that I'd written in there and I thought all right, that was, so I'm 50, I'm going to be 59 this year, so I'm 58. That was 45 years ago. And I feel like I'm still, <laughs> I'm still like asking some of those same questions. Mm. And I didn't read very much in the journals, but um, I have a feeling I know what's in those journals. I'm making this very long story, so thanks for bearing with. But I think my... My core thing is searching for God and yeah. not that I've never found him. Mm-hmm. I think I have found God at every question, at every search, at every level. Are you, where are you in this God? Who are you in this God? Who are you in this situation or who are you in this relationship or whatever? There've been often times where I have forgotten to ask those questions and I think it probably would have sped me up a little bit rather than just floundering around but but he has been there the whole time in guiding me along and showing me who he is and a lot of my life God has been with like out there like I've been searching for God like out there but I think lately the search has been inward and where are you, God, in my life? If we are in union with Christ and God is in union with us, and this by lately, I mean 10 or 15 years now, mm-hmm. but but even deeper, you know, I can sense it going deeper. I think my main filter is uh, finding God in situations. <clears throat> where are you in this mm. person or where are you in this relationship or where are you in this situation? And... Um, I'm always looking for that connection to that spiritual place. I'm always mm-hmm. looking for this can't just be a a situation or a relationship outside of the realm of God's understanding and mm-hmm. doing and and kingdom and all of that kind of thing. And, and so I think that I, mm-hmm. I think that is tell uh, revealing to my own little self that I haven't really changed very much. Yeah. Now, a lot of the answers and a lot of the places of finding God, it feels like I've changed a lot, you know, are been expanded. The views have been expanded of who God is and and where he is and how he is. But my little place of always coming to that, okay, what does this mean through God's eyes? How do I see this as God is seeing this? That's the pretty, Mm -hmm. that's the key, I think, throughout my life of. And I'm still there. Like I'm there right now in a big way. Uh, and and 
not feeling um, comfortable in a lot of the places where I have found God before, because those places where I found him have been completed. Mm-hmm. And so like, don't come looking for um, me here again. I got new we already things. did that. Like, yeah, we, like I, I've been there, done that. Got yeah, the t-shirt. I, I have come in to a new understanding of joy and that joy is in the moment. Yeah. And you don't have joy unless you have it in the moment. You don't mm-hmm. just have this thing and it's like a treasure chest of joy. Joy is a thing. Yeah. Is, is a momentary thing. And you have it and you enjoy it in that moment and then you move on. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of where where God is. Like you have God. You're not going to like how I'm saying this, but that's okay. <laughs> I can see the puzzle in your face. Like You haven't God seen it yet, so you in, can't see a puzzle. I can. I can see you. What is she going to say? Um God is in this moment. I may have to mute. And I won't experience God in this moment in this way ever again. Mm -hmm. So I get to experience him now in this moment while we're Mm -hmm. talking together. I sense a certain presence and uh, sacredness in this moment as we relate and Mm -hmm. enjoy this moment. And then it will be different. Now, it might be similar, but that's how I think of God right now. He is so infinitely diverse and vast and eternal and completely uh, capable of handling any situation and coming into any situation where people are looking and aware of him, them, however you want to say that. And he's there. And then he will be there in the next moment, but probably in a little bit different way. And not because he changes but because we are experiencing together, he and I are experiencing life with a little bit different. Okay, there's one He's saying, thing. But wait, there's more. Exactly. <laughs> the, there, the one we went to a uh, graduation ceremony on Friday, um, Colorado School of Mines, and um, a friend graduated from there. And mm-hmm. the, one of the speeches, I think it was the the student speech. Was she a chem major? I think she was a came in. Her the saying that she said that stuck with me, it's from her, one of her profs that was basically, chemistry is studying how things constantly are changing, hmm. and to not be afraid of life because, chem is kind of the, the ground, the the physical. Oh, what did we used to call that? Like the, anyway, it's the physical understanding of how things are constantly changing and i thought about that and i thought okay again like here's my little filter what's the spiritual thing that goes with that things are constantly changing but god is not god is not changing as in he will never not be loving but the situations for him to show his love are constantly because he wants to reveal new stuff right i saw this the other day i was uh Thinking about the, you know, I, I think about early stuff that was really significant in our lives. Uh, I think it was in the 90s or somewhere. Dennis Jernigan. And then the Hill Song, the mm-hmm. very first mm-hmm. Hill Song album with Darlene. Shout Lord. Jack. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that was just so life changing for us or just bringing a new movement. And I went to go. I heard so one of the songs again the other day. And I was like, oh, this is going to, you know, and it's like. I have great memories of this, but this isn't going to take me to a new place now. Mm-hmm. That was for the 90s. Mm-hmm. And it was right and good. And it was valuable and it made a difference. But it is not going to be the vehicle that God takes me to the next place. 
You know, and, and I and one of the other because things because you already rode that train. I rode the, yes, I rode that train, and I, I get there with we, planes, trains, and automobiles. We've been on them all, and we're going to keep going. Spaceships um, now. Now space. Who knows? And it's like I was thinking as you were talking earlier about the Bill Goddard stuff, Gothard. I know it's easy to go, oh, that was all legalistic, horrible stuff. And it's like, no, there was so much goodness in it. Did people have some wrong emphasis in some of it? Yeah, they did. Do they still? Do they still? (laughs) Yeah, some people do. But it was good foundation. I think back to my childhood, I went to some churches. I got one pastor who taught in Greek and lectured and all the very detailed theology stuff, conservative Baptist. And I'm like, that stuff is still foundational to me. I've changed some emphasis and learn a better, deeper understanding of the person of God. But I still go back and those are the foundational truths that I learned at a very young age. Even when I was a kid, I got saved at five. And my only knowledge of God was, I mean, I knew Jesus stories and Bible stories. But my only true thing of that was, you know, do you want to pick heaven or hell? Okay, I pick heaven. You know, that's a not a great understanding, but but you it's were a start. Five. I was five. <laughs> you were and it still was like, in huge okay, imagination mode. But guess what? I learned more. I built better. I had a clearer understanding of God or a deeper, richer understanding of God. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we want to kind of hate on the past as though we have to reject everything we've learned. And some of it is to say it is part of the tapestry. And now we see the whole picture a little better. And I don't have we're to getting th- old. Yeah, I don't have to throw the whole thing away and start over. It's like, no, there's so much good stuff I got in the last, I mean, to be, well, what is it? Almost, well, high 50s, over 50 years of walking with God, it's grown. And I don't want to throw that stuff out. There are some things that there's one or two little things here and there. They're like, okay, those were not good and we need to dump those. But those typically are attitudes and false understandings of the goodness of God. Those are what have had to get jettisoned. Mm-hmm. So, And he's brought you to that. And he has brought me to that. Because as long as you keep following, he will keep growing you. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is some people do have those bad experiences that are bad. Or I'll say bad. Or, I never felt my, to be honest, I never felt any of my church experience was bad. It's just I found, oh, I see more and I want to get more and I see richer and deeper and better. So I don't ever look back and go, oh, my gosh, those were terrible people. They were all bad and stuff like that. You had some situations. There was a couple of situations where a bad thing happened with with what they were. They were hypocritical and that was damaging. There are some issues that occurred. Yes, I don't disagree with that. But as far as most of the truth, I, God would reveal and say, okay, I'm going to give you more. Mm-hmm. And then we would typically, it's time to move, mm-hmm. you know, or something. Or he just shows us a different way to see that. So. Is that point, hopeful then? Like for the future? Does that give you hope? Like It does. And I, but I also want to encourage people who have had bad things happen to say, 
always differentiate between God and the people who did bad things. Because I know people who have had, you know, somebody in the church did them wrong or the whole church did them wrong or they learned horrible, legalistic, terrible stuff that messed up their life. It's like, okay, now go find God for reals. Don't just say God is bad. Go find God, the real God. And and heal from the and heal and then you can heal from that stuff yeah right? because the healing you you will not be able to find god because you, you will just, not be able to trust other people and right. god works through people and you won't heal if you don't find god right but be okay so, with the process of that right, not just gonna, okay well that hurt now i'm gonna go find it sure I mean, yeah 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 but yeah i agree there is more there's there's more and that's probably another big theme of ours is there's more god has more for you you know if you're stuck there's better there's life there's abundance if you're in a good place there's more and there's more to share and there's more to just pour out so that stuff see i get excited about that god is good and he really wants to bless you he wants you to delight in him that's good God is truly good. And it's one of those, if you just do this, just no matter what you were raised, no matter how you grew up, just start saying it. God is good. Even if you don't believe it and just say, God is good and start saying, God, show me how you're good and start pursuing that. And I think you'll start to find it may take a while. I don't know. It may take days, weeks, months, or years. I don't know which, but you're going to get to the great place that you want to be at. Or it's actually more than you ever asked or imagined is what God, you know, he says. He's what he says. He's what he says. So it's one of those, if you find him, which he's there to be found, he's not hiding, but often the world obfuscates, imitates, counterfeits, uh, all the negative things, but he is good. Yeah, and, and finding can be as simple as opening up your hand mm-hmm. and opening up your heart and being aware of, and, and pretty much this is finding, saying, I'm not going to stay closed in this moment to what is actually happening. Where is there a bit of joy, even in a horrific situation? Where is there something that's true, something that is sacred, something that is holy, something that is full of peace or full uh you know one little molecule of something it's there and you if you're open and you're ready to hear that and sometimes that takes a while like it you know i get in a funk quite often and it takes me i know that truth in my head and i stand there with my little hand open or my heart open while i'm fuming or sad or whatever it take the process takes a little while, but don't. I, I'm learning how to get okay with. I'm not going to be stuck here forever. I continue to open mm-hmm. my heart. I continue to open my hand, and watch for and find God, and watch the 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 wave turn and the wave come into something that's that is fulfilling and glorious. Mm-hmm. There, see, as I listen to you talk, I can recognize that is your heart is the find God mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We don't have a movie reference yet. What I've movies? made multiple movie references here so far. 
Well, I mean, that actually fits with what we're talking about, not just mentioning a movie. I made a couple. What? You're going to have to go back and listen. Well, you said Galaxy Quest and... Oh, I've made a couple of things along the way. Fine. If you're, if you can identify them, we'll give you a new car. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. I'll give you a copy of Extreme Turbo Mega Grace. So. <clears throat> okay. There, there's stuff hidden in here. Okay. But. Little quotes. I'm subtle. Are you saying you said quotes. quotes that are all from movies that I've or, missed? Yeah, at least two or three. Maybe they're, maybe I haven't missed them. Maybe they're just so common to me now that I don't even, they're just part of our vocabulary, not a movie It's reference. part of our theology now. Mm -hmm. So, yes. So is there a significance to 100, that number? You know what? Mm, yes and no. It's kind of like New Year's resolutions. Are New Year's resolutions important? I mean the actual number, 100. Oh. Uh, tens are, uh, biblically, tens are just um, what you'd call multipliers or more significant. So okay. if the number was seven, which means completion, 70 emphasizes that. 700 makes it more emphatic. And so more what so. is 10? Because we're at 10 tens. Well, 10 is just the multiplier. So we are emphasis. So today is our day of emphasis, I guess. So we're 10 times 10. Grace. Let's, let's just give a nice prophetic word here of grace to people and emphasize five. it. There you go. So it's four times five times five and grace is the number five. The number of five. So go for it, babe. Mr. Mr. Prophecy here, give a word to the people here that mm. will emphasize the goodness of God in their life. Mm. Okay. So I just speak over you in the name of Jesus that your eyes are open to reality, the reality of who you are, that you stand in the very presence of God, mm -hmm. that he is with you, said he'll never leave you or forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Mm -hmm. And that he alone is enabling you empowering you yes. strengthening you for everything every good and perfect thing comes from the father above who does not change like shifting shadows mm -hmm. and he has a purpose and goodness in mind for you and we just declare over you mm -hmm. that you will see it that your eyes will be open to it that you will have clarity of purpose and that you will have the strength and determination to carry it out in his power. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Great. Go with God. Mm-hmm. Hey. God is going with you anyway. He's going. Yeah. <laughs> Be he's, aware of him. He's with you whether you like it or not. So enjoy the ride. I've, yeah. That was an action analogy I used to use. It's kind of like God's going somewhere. He has something for you. And it's it's like he's in a, a big Ford truck and you can either hop in the cab and enjoy the ride or you can get chained to the back and be dragged along, dragged along. but you have a destination and you will be there so enjoy the ride that's right hey everybody we hope that this has been an encouragement to you if you'd like to reach out to us you can you can email us at podcast at grace.world you can also find us on the internet at grace.world our website you can subscribe in here our podcasts and get them in your email um, weekly and you can um, give us a little phone call if you want at 1-800 nope 1-8 oh, 833-85-GRACE 833-85-GRACE if you'd like to call us or send us a 
a voicemail or a text or something. We do love you. We feel like you are uh, part of what part of us and we appreciate you and we hope that you hang on for the next 100 podcasts with us. Maybe some of you will be special guests with us some at mm-hmm. some point and um we just wish you every and bless you with every good thing. Today, happy Mother's Day if you're listening on Sunday, May 14th. Happy Mother's Day if you're a mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, have a great week. We love you. All right. See you. Bye. Bye.